Welcome to the Grapevine Society podcast, a platform for sharing the experiences of young people as we figure things out, from student life to post-graduation. I'm your host, Safiwi Blathketh, and in each episode you'll be hearing real stories from real people, because anecdotal evidence can be invaluable when it comes to getting the specifics. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It is just me on the mic this week. I wanted to do a sort of shorter episode because I have had quite a few different questions come in since the applying to the Ruskin podcast episode that I did with Josie. Um, It's just me today, so hopefully this will still be um, useful, if a little less entertaining. Um, But yeah, I wanted to do a sort of Q&A kind of like a part two but also this conversation can continue um, as long as you guys you know want it to continue and have questions and are finding it somewhat helpful which I think a few of you are which is really great to see it's been really nice um, chatting with you guys uh, mainly through Instagram to be honest but yeah I thought I'd put it out here for those of you who maybe didn't want to reach out or um, just haven't had the chance to or yeah like I remember back when I was applying I was definitely like a lurker on the student room you know I wasn't really one of those people who um would ask questions but I would always love it when someone else did and they asked a question I wanted to anyway so yeah this episode isn't going to be too long so just a quick disclaimer before we kind of get into the episode I'm going to leave the link to the Ruskin site um where they tell you about how to apply this year and the changes um to the application process this year because of the pandemic um in the description so please check that out just just a disclaimer because I don't want to put out um false information this is just all from my own experience okay so um yeah this shouldn't be too long only a few questions but I'm going to try and get to the point and try and make it succinct because I'm sure you guys are all busy with finishing up or like looking over your personal statements and things like that right now so um, I'm going to start do it in two parts because there's a few questions about the application process again and then a little bit more about the course structure which is probably going to be the majority of this episode starting with the questions which relate to the application process um, the first one is did you reuse any work from your first portfolio and would this be a disadvantage so Basically, this question refers to the fact that in the sort of, I guess, part one, which was applying to the Ruskin, um, I mentioned that I reapplied. I actually didn't reuse any work just because I didn't really feel like it was relevant. My work had moved on quite a bit from then. Um, But I also wouldn't say it is necessarily a disadvantage to do so as long as you know why you're putting it in there. So, I mean... If it's relevant to the work um, that you're submitting and it's still relevant to your practice and you feel like you want to put it in there, um, then by all means do, but make sure you know why you're doing it. I wouldn't just put it in in order to bulk up the quantity. The second question is, did you include any process work in your portfolio? I personally, well, I guess the issue with this is what is what constitutes process work, right? Process work can include um, things like paintings and it doesn't just have to be here's a sketch I did for a painting kind of thing which I mean to be honest I wasn't really doing that anyway and I definitely didn't include that in my portfolio but I would try um, 
I personally try and stay away from that sort of mentality of okay I want to show you the stages leading up to um, my final idea that kind of very a level sort of formulaic approach unless obviously it's relevant to your work to do so I guess the answer is yes I did include process work but not in a sense of this was stage one stage two stage three it was just like okay this is a work but it's not necessarily like a piece on it in and of itself and um, a lot of the things I included maybe were similar or spoke to each other um, so it felt more casual as well it wasn't really like this is my final one piece and this was um, the like preliminary sketch for it so you know I'm just saying the same thing over and over here but um, yeah it's okay to include works which you may not consider final pieces because you know what does that mean anyway <laughs> which is a whole nother podcast um as I like to say in every single podcast but um yeah these are I'm trying to be rapid and sort of quick fire about these um next question interview stage um did you self-direct the conversation um do you choose your art pieces I assume the art pieces that I want to talk about and did you talk about all of them so um did I self-direct the conversation kind of yes kind of no um from my experience when I entered the room was a couple of like general questions probably just to make me feel a bit more comfortable and then sort of the main sort of first question I really remember getting was so my portfolio was laid out in front of us and it was just like um pick a piece um just and talk about it but I was able to pick the piece so in that sense that answers the second part which is did I choose the the art pieces I was talking about so for me I was able to kind of use that as a starting point choose probably the piece I maybe personally was most interested in or personally found strongest um as I was speaking about that and obviously that segued into maybe more specific questions either about the piece or the portfolio as a whole or um maybe the work that I was doing now which I also brought into it because I found that in my interview anyway we didn't we definitely did not have time to cover every single piece so it wasn't like oh let's talk about this page and then this page and then this piece and this piece also it may be the case that you're whole portfolio is one you consider one work um or one piece this kind of goes back to the like last question it's very very different for everybody so it's quite hard for me to say but yeah for me I did not talk about every single piece but I did speak about new work that I had done um in between when I submitted my portfolio and the interview stage which I believe you can still do this year um and I believe it's all online as well but um, please definitely double check that on the website. I did find it really helpful to speak about that newer work as well just because it I don't know it's I feel like it's easier to um, then segue into maybe where you are at now with your work and maybe what you're currently doing um, and where you want to go all that kind of stuff it all sort of I mean I can't really remember the interview that much it's not like you can just go off on like a massive tangent sometimes they will either rein it in or maybe go into like a different part or look at a specific thing in your portfolio so you really can't tell what you're going to get um but definitely try and be able to be confident in your in everything that you just you do submit I would say my biggest piece of advice is to be able to talk about all of it um anyway even though you may not talk about all of it it's really important to be able to kind of explain it that's what I did that's how I practiced for my interview um because you can't really determine um 
already guess what questions you're going to be asked. Those are all the quick um, answers for the application oriented questions from you. Uh, and now moving on to the course structure, which um, I know some of you wanted to hear a bit more about my own experience at the Ruskin um, in terms of actually studying there. And there were quite a few questions a bit more about like the history and theory as well. So we're kind of going to get into that. The first thing though was if I could describe an average week at the Ruskin. This is actually a very difficult question because first of all, it is super different for everybody because it's not only something that changes um, year to year, it also is such a, a case by case individual, in, by individual um, basis. So did that, make, did that make sense? I don't think I formed a proper sentence there. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying that it varies so much just because most of the time you're probably going to be dedicating that to studio time. Studio time isn't like you get a certain amount of hours in a week allocated to that. You basically can go over your studio time when the studios are physically not open or you may find that your work does demands very little time um, and you may choose to spend that time elsewhere. So it really depends on your artistic practice um how long it takes for you to create something if you even want to spend that much time doing something you know but in terms of first year the things that we had um sort of on a weekly basis were about three hours of anatomy um on wednesday afternoons and that included things like life drawing going to the dissection room one term which was um more sort of observational drawing um and that kind of stuff a lot of drawing but again you don't have to be good at drawing um to take part in anatomy and we also had the history and theory component which was made up of lectures and seminars um i actually can't remember if we had seminars in first year i know we had lectures um but for sure we had lectures and seminars in second year that was and that was weekly so we would have an hour lecture and then i think it was like an hour seminar and that was in smaller groups um, to sort of break down the lecture. That module also changed every term. So yeah, you do have history and theory in first and second year as well. And in third year, you have history and theory, but only as like recaps. So it was like, um, we had like a couple of like recap lectures, um, I think, uh, because we did our exam on the content that we learned in second year at the end of third, at the end of our first term of third year oh that sounds so complicated so yeah history and theory is kind of spread out across um all years um obviously a little bit less after you're examined on it in third year and then the other thing that you would also have are tutorials um and that kind of consists of your studio tutorials so you are allocated um a studio tutor who normally you speak to and have a tutorial with for about an hour fortnightly um throughout from first to third year um obviously that tutor does change and then you would also have a your sort of history and theory tutorial which would be after you've submitted an essay and it's maybe a bit more of a formulaic um traditional uh tutorial approach where you kind of speak about your essay um and you get feedback on it and that is yeah just every time you submit an essay you have a tube so there were also weekly artist talks and you could apply and choose to have a tutorial with 
the artist um if you wanted one you can also apply what, how do I say apply apply is a really weird word to use I think they're called like elective tutorials where you can um ask another tutor um to have like a one-off tutorial with them if you're uh, interested in the work they do or you think that they would be useful um to chat to um and there's also like workshops every now and then there's a lot of like little things um which are sort of optional so that didn't really break down an average week just because in an average week it could be doing anything from if it was near an essay deadline most people would either be in the library and doing research and just focusing on essay writing or you're doing studio work and you're in your studio space maybe if you're painting working on a painting if you're doing some drawing um you could be out somewhere else filming you could be in an edit suite um you could be in the print room um do you know what I mean so people are kind of here there and everywhere you kind of float in and out of your studio but as like maybe your home space um yeah so it does uh vary completely and it's very self-directed in that sense so sorry I couldn't really give you a super definitive answer there um this does segue into the next question because I just touched upon tutorials um the question is what are tutorials like again super different for everybody um usually they're one-on-one um even though I did have a couple cases where it was me maybe one or two other people which is not bad at all because they're your peers Ruskin's like less around 30 per year sometimes less so you know your whole year group which is lovely um they're not very daunting um because again you kind of know your tutors so uh there is a difference with the studio tutorials though and the sort of history and theory tutorials history and theory like I said is a little bit more um of what you maybe would expect from like an Oxford tutorial or what they kind of show you on like you know like those YouTube videos of like what's an Oxford tutorial like um but also again not that formal um you would basically just go over your essay get some feedback on that chat about it that's pretty much all it is and then the studio tutorial can be super is super different for everyone obviously depending on who your tutor is what work you've done um so that was fortnightly um for me it was anyway uh it was about an hour and it would be usually for me in my studio space so my tutor would i would just pull up a chair for my tutor and we would just chat about the work um or what i wanted to chat about that week so in that sense it was kind of self-directed like i could choose what to talk about it's never a case of um you have to have this done by the next time I see you kind of thing so um if I didn't have as much work to show one week uh that was completely okay you don't ever have you don't have to speak about um like a finished piece of work all the time um it can definitely be about even just the thought process or things you're thinking about if you want new research new recommendations that's what I found was super useful um not only getting another eye um a very sort of maybe more more critical eye on your work but also just um getting recommendations from um or like for other to look at other artists and um exhibitions and read certain things and articles or books or whatever it may be that I um personally had not been exposed to yet and yeah there were many cases where I would come out of a a tutorial feeling super energized and motivated and obviously there are some times where it's just like oh that was a lot we just spoke very very in depth for a very long time and I kind of need a second to process it can be um 
whatever you make of it essentially next question is how much is dedicated to history and theory um how is it structured the number of essays and how has it impacted your work okay there's quite a lot to go on um there so how much is dedicated to history and theory i don't i can't really remember the exact percentage um but not a huge amount um in terms of what you're assessed on anyway what we were assessed on in our third year i think history and theory i want to say roughly 25 percent um of the whole degree was history and theory but i could be wrong but it was around that margin um and it was structured i kind of mentioned that uh in terms of like the average week at a ruskin which kind of collapsed because there is no average week um so you have sort of your lecture and then your seminar um and particularly this is in second year because that was the we learned the majority of the the content in second year through yeah the lecture and, and seminar structure and then an essay per term um and that would be you know we'd learn all this content and it was so broad it I mean for example one of them was like feminism in the artist's body and another one was black art so I mean they're very broad subjects and you can go into that very specifically and sort of tailor the question um and like talk with your tutor about it in terms of what you want to write about so that's why I found it really fun um yeah really not uh, that many essays compared to a lot of other sort of essay-based subjects at Oxford as well um, so you'll find that people will literally laugh at you when you say you've got one essay a term. Um, but obviously most of your time is going to be dedicated to actually making work as well. So um, it's it can be really daunting. I remember in first year, I I mean, I learned about minimalism for the first time. Um, I was reading all this critical reading and I really did not understand any of it. But by the time it came around to doing exams later in first year I was like oh I get that now I feel like I'm reading it for the first time um but you know we got through it and it was all really useful I feel like it did have a really big impact on my work um but again it's all what you make of it I think it's a good way to get exposed to different things um or also challenge different things um because in a seminar you're able to obviously speak in smaller groups about things things sound so vague I'm so sorry yeah I mean I think it's useful because you can make it useful to you you know so because like I said they are broad you can go in and be like I want to speak about this artist and you may not have covered them in a lecture but it still may be relevant to the sort of module so you can do your own research and bring that in and you can even like make up your own question to be honest um, as long as you talk with your tutor about it and it's all approved and stuff um, because in second year you're not really um, although you do have tutorials on your essays and you get feedback uh, you're not marked on them so um, it's quite a nice year to just kind of um, delve in a little bit deeper and uh read loads about things that you want to read about which then I think inform your practice or for me it did anyway um because it's almost like you're just forced into thinking about things a bit more um which you know maybe you do would do in your own time but um it's nice kind of having that structure there or I thought it was anyway the last question is are you able to explore several media in your practice um and this was kind of in relation to someone from like a mixed art and design background um so yes you definitely are I would say it's also pretty much encouraged um but you definitely can go into the Ruskin and 
um not paint a thing whilst you're there like it's it's uh completely open it's not like you are asked to specialize into painting drawing sculpture etc you can do all of this and you can do it all at once or you can change from year to year whatever suits you and whatever makes sense for you um like for me in my second year I focused a bit more on like video and drawing and a bit of painting um but there was a term where I literally made one video that's what I did for the term um whereas in my third year I was doing a lot of drawing and a lot more painting um and then I also had one term where I focused on making one sculpture so yeah really can change um and whatever best suits you which is kind of (laughs) there's a theme here (laughs) there is a theme here that's pretty much the answer to everything I'm sorry but um if anything that's also a good thing just knowing that you it's not that rigid you really can do what you want to do um and things like tutorials because they are one-on-one and a bit more personal and the tutor gets to know your work and know you uh really help in that sense um so that's what I would say on that um I wouldn't be worried about having a mixed background in art and design if anything that can be a really good thing um and it may yeah just make sense likewise with writing you can incorporate writing into your practice too so I wouldn't be uh worried about um some being somewhat disadvantaged um from having like a mixed a disciplinary background at all so that was the very short and sweet episode i think it was so short because i filmed this literally an hour ago and i was speaking for over an hour and it just it was absolutely useless information it, i i haven't even listened to it back yet but i just know that it's not something that anyone wants to listen to so this was a little bit more rapid fire um good luck with all your applications because I know the deadline um for UCAS is literally like two days time or something please let me know if there's anything else that you want me to answer I'm very happy to do it in this sort of quick um very casual format because at the end of the day this is all about access outreach that kind of stuff um I think this is important to put out there for those of you who want a little bit more information if you want me to get even more specific about things just let me know um, very happy for you guys to contact me on Instagram. Sorry that I couldn't give more specific answers because there are so many different um, sort of paths and avenues that it could go down. Do you know what I mean? So for everyone, because all your work is going to be so different um, from the portfolio to whilst you're studying at the Ruskin, I can't really give like a overview of like your average week because um, it is so different the time one person may spend in the studio for example compared to another person Um, and even for me like I said my work fluctuated lows between terms and it may be that one term I wasn't really in the studio much at all um, and one term I was in there quite a bit so um, anyhow I hope that this was semi-useful kind of all right Um, I did want to keep it short and sweet because I'm sure you're all are very much uh, invested in the personal statement side of life at the moment. I hope you guys enjoyed and stay tuned for more episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with others so that we can expand the conversation and reach more people. Just say that you heard it through the grapevine. To stay updated, you can follow the Grapevine Society on Instagram at the Grapevine Society, and you can also find all podcast notes on thegrapevinesociety.com.